Hello, everyone, and welcome to the North American Irish Coaches Show. Uh, tonight we have uh, special guests uh, Paddy Barrett from Indy 11 and Padder Cleary, a former Division II athlete. Both lads are from Waterford in Ireland. Lads, how are we doing? Not too bad, lads. Thanks for having us on. Great. 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 Thanks for having us on. Good stuff. So tonight we're going to be talking a bit about, uh, you know, obviously football and, and immigration and mental health and homesickness. And it's a very tough time for everyone, I think, at the moment. And so this, this conversation will be, will be very relevant on, on many fields. So, um, so Paddy, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you've ended up in America. I know you've played at, in Cincinnati as well. And now you're in Indy and where you're from and kind of a bit about your journey uh, as well as a player. Yeah, this is, I think I'm playing, um, this is my 10th year now, professional. Um, and obviously I started off, I, I knew, I left school early. Uh, I, didn't even, I didn't even finish my leaving sort, man. Uh, my mom didn't want me to leave, but I, I was adamant. I was like, man, I'm going, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And it's a mad story, actually, because she, I was 15 years of age, and... Uh, she was, she, she was never going to let me sign the contract. She wouldn't sign it for me, and I needed a parent to do it. So I got the old fella. Uh, got the old fella. He didn't know what he was doing. Genuine, he didn't know what he was doing. He signed it. That was me. Mother hated it. Uh, just because I was so young. And then I left. I left. I went over to Scotland, over to Aberdeen um, at 15. But I didn't last long there. And then I came home. And actually, to, to be honest, my mother was delighted that I came home. And then I finished my leaving cert. And then straight away then, bang, I was off, off again to Scotland. Um, and I moved over to Dundee United, which I, I was there for three and a half, four years. Um, and I loved it over there, you know, just, just to kind of, at that age, like kind of living your dream, you know, kind of, <clears throat> it's your job. It still is my job and I'm still I'm kind of living the dream. But it's just that at that age, you kind of, you kind of just think it's, I mean, it's so amazing, like, to be able to do that. Like, and I'm like, wow, I'm actually getting paid do something like this. Uh, so then, like, I went back. I went back to Ireland. Obviously, I played. I played for. I played for Waterford. Um, I think I played uh, two or three times, like different times, kind of on loan, uh, signing there, uh, just over different periods. Uh, and then I played up in Dundalk, where kind of that was probably my most successful time, because uh, like I, I won everything. Uh, won the League of Ireland. Won the cup. Was in the Champions League qualifiers, the Europa League, like group stages, you know. So that was an unbelievable time. Um, and as I said, like I kind of, I won everything in Ireland. Um, like I've won, I think, three League of Ireland, a cup, you know. So all them other smaller cups. And then I just said, just said to myself, like I'd love to like try somewhere mad, like you know, try. I want to move, like. And that's where Richie Lyon came in because obviously I met Richie Lyon in Scotland. Um, we played together in Scotland, and I knew obviously he was over in America. He was in Canada, um, and he was like, like he was loving it over here. So I kind of reached out to him about like, what do you think? Like, do you think like I I'd, I'd like to like to play in America? Like, would it would it be successful? And he was like, Paddy, it's a no brainer. He said if I ever had a regret, it was like not to come. Like he said, I wish I just went earlier in his career. Um, so like that's how that happened. And then he he put on, put me on to his agent, and then it was just went to Cincinnati, which was <clears throat> unbelievable playing there, uh, playing in front of forty thousand people every week. Like it was the atmosphere was unbelievable. Uh, I 
and then just kind of obviously I ended up then in, in the eleven, which I'm here now the last two years, which I love it here as well. You know, we before all the COVID stuff, like we we we'd get like ten, fifteen thousand fans a game, you know, and playing in uh, Lucas Oil, the football stadium, like which is unbelievable. Like I don't know if any of you have ever been there, but just what a stadium, like, you know. Uh, you know, I hate the surface. Surface is terrible. You know that turf, but uh, yeah, and that just brings me to now, like where I'm kind of I'm up in the air with everything, you know, just the COVID stuff, and I'm not too sure where or what what's the next plan. But uh, I'll head home soon and kind of put the head down and kind of figure out where or what what's next on on the list. Peter, and uh, how 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 have you kind of um, give us a little bit of an intro of yourself? Yeah, so. I made it to America. I guess my, my brother kind of paved the way initially, my brother Paul Cleary. Um, he came over here after, um, he did a bit of coaching back in the day over here for, um, while he was playing, he played for Ireland, did the World Student Games in Japan and, and met, met his way to America. I think in 98, he was playing in, in Southern New Hampshire. I think it was New Hampshire College at the time. And he was like, hey, would you want to come over for a, a summer camp, you know, a couple of weeks? And it was around, right around the 98 World Cup was on it, from what I can remember. And uh, from that moment, I was like, geez, I'm going to try to come back here, whether to be for school or, or whatever. And I did three years of school in, in, uh, in De La Salle in Waterford and kind of had the idea of instead of doing just your, your regular transition year, why don't I go over to, to America and see if I can do transition year as a, a kind of an exchange program. So I, I made the move to come over when I was 16. And from that, I was like, well, what's the point in going back home? Why don't I try and, and just finish out school there, you know, do junior and senior year here and, and roll right into it. Um, long story short, I ended up doing that, you know, coming home in between, you know, here and there. I was kind of straddled between the two places. I was, you know, spending, I suppose, the school year in America, spending, you know, months at home as well. So I, I, I kind of, 17 years I've been here off and on and um, played at, at post-university and I had issues with eligibility out of, um, I put down on my clearinghouse that I had played night owls of all things and you know how testy they can be with clearinghouses and it actually made me lose my senior year of eligibility. So Dara, I know you asked if I played any or if I had gotten into the American football but my senior year when I was at post I couldn't play soccer. So I ended up playing uh, American football. I was the kicker for the team there. And uh, we, played, we played in a ton of different stadiums. We played at uh, Philly's Old Stadium where they booed Santa Claus, uh, was it where University of Pennsylvania play, UPenn. Uh, but yeah, I've been over here 17 years now off and on and you know, tried to play as much as I can. I haven't honestly played in about two years and it's kind of taken me away from the game a bit. A bit. I went to school to try to be a sports agent, but kind of out of necessity right out of school, I got a job in sales in New York City and kind of took me away from the game. Um, you know, still an avid watcher, still an avid fan, wish I'd played more, but I guess my circumstances now kind of took me away from actually being involved in playing it as much as I'd like. Yeah, no, it's two, two, two unique different stories all three of us are from Waterford, so it's good to talk to other lads. Um, Paddy, what, what, what does football mean to you? You've kind of talked about the journey 
kind of from a young age all the way up now playing pro for a long time what does it mean to you and and whatnot yeah like to be honest like it's kind of that's all I ever know like is football you know what I mean like I live breathing for as I said the last 10 years so like it's kind of I don't have like I don't have kids you know what I mean so for me it's like just waking up every day and it's, I mean it's just like sometimes I can't like I'm I think that I'm blessed like to just have the opportunity you know what I mean to to go out and do what I love like because I actually like I think it's just a lot different obviously with with the COVID situation now but it's just kind of I can affect people's like mood kind of thing you know like fans I go out I play well I make fans happy you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like so it's that makes me happy to know that I can actually have an effect on people's people's lives like you know what I mean because diehard fans love it you know like Patterson is saying like we love Liverpool you know what I mean like if Liverpool play bad and lose like we yeah. put us in bad humour like you know what I mean so, uh, it, it's just to have that kind of have that effect on people that I, I can I can kind of control where I can help people in that way whether whether they're going through bad times or whatever and obviously nobody knows what is in like for me to go out on that field and you know, like for people to look up to me, it's it's kind of a it's a great feeling to have, and I love it. Like you know, as I said, I live, I breathe it every day. Like I don't I don't ever want them to stop. Like but unfortunately, the, the age is getting I'm pushing on a little bit at the minute, but I still have plenty more years left in the locker. Sure, uh, Pader, obviously a, a different side of it than to Paddy. Like, what is football? Uh, mean to you now, right? Back in the day, it meant it meant travel, it meant experience. Um, you know what? What would you say football has has done for you and and uh, throughout your life? Well, I mean, in, in general, from the whole American experience I've had so far, I kind of have to, you know, uh, you know, give that credit to football. Um, even my wife, you know, she played on the the girls' team. Um, so I met her through that. It, it helped me make connections you know, in, in New York, in Austin, um, you know, the different universities that I've played and played with. Uh, it's funny because, you know, Paddy mentioned Liverpool today and, you know, obviously we're, we were playing Man City today and I put on my Liverpool jersey and I'm 33 now, I put on my Liverpool jersey. I have a Liverpool hat, I have a Liverpool jacket and all. And I was nearly going to wear it all. And I said to myself, do I feel just like a big man child now but to put on all my Liverpool stuff? But like, I get I get great I get great emotion out of watching Liverpool play, but it, not just Liverpool. If there's a you know a match on the telly like on ESPNU or something like that, I'll find myself just getting warped into the game for you know, 40, 50 minutes just watching it transiently. So even though I'm out of the game in, in terms of playing it, I came here with the aspirations of you know it was the main thing I did at that time. You know when I was at home playing Ireland, you know I. Played with, you know, Johnville, played with the Villa. And, you know, coming to America was a way for me to kind of tread a different path and, you know, play at a different level. And the, the things that you become accustomed to when you're playing in America, even in a high school level, you have a trainer, you know what I mean, who wraps your feet before the game. And just little things that, you know, you don't have a fellow with a magic bottle of water there, just spraying water on everything. It's... <laughs> Um, the game, him. the game has changed. Yeah, the game has changed for me in terms of not playing it, obviously. But I'm still infatuated by 
all things football. And, and that's not going to change, uh, I don't think, ever. Paddy, and during your time, you've played at a, a very, very high level um, and, and you've come off uh, a good year this year. Um, how do you mentally get ready for a game? Is it different now um, with the USL kind of the, the travels a little bit more going down to maybe Florida or going up to New York or whatever? How, how, is it, how do you mentally get ready for games, whether they're home or away or you have routines or something? I, I don't have uh, routines, no, but I do like, I, I do just before games, I love just kind of, you know what I mean? Not kind of speaking to anybody. You know, like, you know, I just like to sit down and I kind of, people, people like are walking around the chains and I'm doing, as Patter says, get going, getting, getting strapped, you know, uh, doing all their mad stretches. And I just, I just kind of want to sit down and like put my headphones in and kind of ignore everybody, you know, and then like the minutes I'm ready to go out, I'm, you know, it's kind of, it, it hits me in that moment, like, oh, okay, we're going to have a game. Whereas in like leading up to it all, I, I I don't feel that because I, I'm totally zoned out. Like you know what I mean. I'm, I don't I don't care what's going on around me. Um, you know, and I, like I, I don't get nervous before games anymore. Like I used to like playing for Dundalk and that. Where there's a lot of things at stake. You know, uh, I used to get nervous before games where I used to have to take pills. Like the doctor thought I was an addict. Like I had to take pills before a game just because of my stomach. Uh, my stomach was just like rolling and rolling all because and it's all be, like in just pure nerves and uh, but like yeah as I said like mentally before games I, I kind of I'm pretty chill with that especially kind of over here I feel like just because it you know what I mean that, like it's probably just the way it, like the leagues are over here where there's not like people kind of wouldn't care as much as, the, as we would back home, whether you win or lose, or, you know what I mean, back home, it's like life or death kind of stuff, you know, and they, I have that kind of mentality as well, but as in, like, I feel like that's kind of missing a little bit in the American games, so, like, that's why it's kind of, like, not as, I wouldn't be nervous before games, you know, and as I said, I've played hundreds of, hundreds of games now, so it's kind of, the older you get, the kind of more mature you get as well, and the more kind of easier it comes. And what, what what would you what would you listen to? Would you listen to podcasts, music? You have a certain playlist. What is it? Uh, like, to be honest, a lot of the lads listen to all like you know this all mad music like that, all this heavy kind of dance stuff. Like, but I listen to like bit of Beyonce, like Luke <laughs> Kelly, uh, hey Beyonce, Luke Kelly, um, Tommy Fleming, the Irish artist. Um, you know, I'd be kind of more chill. Obviously, Dan Kennedy as well. Just kind of all these sad songs, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but, but yeah, everybody else would listen to the complete opposite. You know, I, I wouldn't even show people what I'm listening to. I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be sitting down listening to like Whitney Houston. I will always love you or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's that's brilliant. You'd be crying in the corner, Paddy, when people didn't know what was going on. Oh yeah, crying inside. That's why I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> brilliant. Um. This is a question for both of you. We'll, we'll, we'll go to, um, we'll go to, we'll stay with Paddy actually to start this one. Paddy, how do you mentally focus on yourself, right? Um, you know, outside of football, like what, what, what do you do uh, outside of football to kind of relax and, and make sure you're, you're ready for games? Like, is there something downtime? You mentioned golf today. Like, is there, 
Is there stuff you do outside? Yeah, I love, I love getting out and getting golf. Um, I just feel I just feel like golf is great. It's a very frustrating game. That, that drives me crazy. But uh, I'm in the trees looking for me balls. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I like I like I like uh, I like getting out for a game of golf. Uh, well, since since coming to America, actually, I, I've I've taken an awful liking to reading. Um, so I like reading books, going to the coffee shop, kind of relaxing. As I said, like I prefer to go to the coffee shop by myself rather than with people, you know, just, I like doing a lot of things by myself, just kind of where I don't need to kind of make conversation with people. I don't want to be talking to people. I just want that time by myself, which is probably why I kind of, I've taken a liking to America as well and kind of living away from home because my family is massively. And it, when I go home, it's just like kids running, like millions of kids running around, just with sisters coming in every Two seconds. I've got eight sisters, like so. It's it's wild back home, and um, so like that's why I kind of I like living away by myself and doing like just like putting the headphones in, going out for a walk, listening to like I saw, I started listening to podcasts actually a couple of weeks ago, and um, so I just like listening to music and reading books, kind of playing golf, yeah, to kind of getting out for a walk, a little cycle, especially in the summer, like it's nice. But, um, yeah, like watching Netflix. I'm not a big kind of, I'm not a big gaming person, but I have like FIFA and that, which I kind of play now and then. But yeah, a lot of it's kind of, a lot of it's, I like doing it all by myself. It's interesting, like you, you say that, like, you know, you, you play at home in Ireland and, and there could be 2,000 people at the match and the next day you couldn't walk down the town if you lost and, it, you know, people would be looking at you or in the papers. But you play in front of 15,000 people in, in Indianapolis and the next day you can walk around town and have to read the paper and go to the coffee shop and, and you have more relaxed time. That's, uh, that's, 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 uh, that's incredible. It just shows what it's like uh, back, at, back in home, even, even in the, the, the Irish League, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, it's just that's where it goes back to like, that kind of mentality as well of like, us, like our type of people back home where it's like, you know, life and death kind of, mm. it matters. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people care a lot more. I, said, I did this in an interview as well, actually, in Cincinnati three years ago when I first came to America, where it's in like, you could lose a game or whatever and then be all like patty patty with the fans. You know, where back home, you wouldn't see that. Like, they they left them in blind you like and mm-hmm. you know yeah, they, yeah. they try not get they try drive drive over you if if you, if, they, if they got the chance but you know over here it's kind of like a lot more relaxed but I, I like the kind of mentality from people back home just because it shows how much mm-hmm. it can affect them you know what I mean good and bad yeah that's good and Pather then uh, you know regular life and uh, you know everybody does different things to kind of you know that's Paddy's routine and obviously he, he's you know doesn't have a family and things like that so how, how would you focus um, mentally on yourself and that's kind of a big topic these days is how do you get, yeah. make time for yourself uh, within life well obviously it's changed quite a bit I suppose in the last you know five six years since my daughter came around because you know, when you're working your, your, your nine to five, let's say, and then the time that you have to yourself, a lot of that time you get enrichment from hanging out with your kids, uh, you know, so that's good for you. But I guess specifically on myself, um, I really like to try create, you know, whether it be 
you know, something from photo and video or just writing. I enjoy writing. I enjoy reading much like Paddy there. Um, and just taking me away from, from the chaos sometimes of, of all the things that you have to do, you're supposed to do. And just let your mind kind of go to somewhere where you can just focus on something, even if it's nonsensical or, or not something that's too important. Um, yeah, I try to do that. And specifically for myself, I try to eke out that time. Um, I think time management now for me has become more important than ever in, in setting that time up. Because as you know, as, as a parent, sometimes you can have great expectations of having an hour for yourself. But, you know, if, if you don't get that, then you don't want to feel like you're sour about it. So, you know, really just being rigid with your own time and asking for your space is, is a big thing that I'm learning about because ultimately I'd be a better person to interact with if I have that time and space for myself. Because, you know, as, as we see and as we continue to see as people talk about um, having that space, it's, it, becomes, it becomes important for being able to function in everything that you do. Yeah, that's, uh, that's for sure. So, uh, Pader, when, when you hear the words uh, mental health, what, what do you think about straight away? Um, I suppose I, I think about depression or, or, you know, days off. Because a lot of times, or I guess historically, it's always been, you know, a mental health day will be a, a day off. You know, a mental health day will be, you know, something where, you know, you're dealing with something, you need to deal with your mental health. I think though now, and at least a realization for me is that I shouldn't have to just think about my mental health for, I shouldn't have to have a day off to think about my mental health. It should be something that's mixed into to your day to day and not something that you have to try find time for. So whether that means, you know, getting up a half an hour early and having a meditation or whatever you think you might need, whether it be yoga, working out, going out, kicking a ball, reading, you know, that should be ingrained into your day to day. So I, I suppose I used to think of it of, of a mental health day was taking a day off, but now I think of, of mental health as something that you have to challenge yourself every day in order to make yourself right. Um, and that goes for whatever you might be dealing with on a, on a small level and on a big level. Paddy, what, what goes through your head when you hear the, the two words mental health? I think the first thing that pops into my mind is like suicide, you know, because I think that's, that's kind of the biggest killer of the whole lot of it. And it really does come to mental health, you know, like people are struggling and they're just, they'll, they'll commit suicide, you know, and it's like, I think that's like the minute I hear mental health, that's the first word that comes to my mind. And it's like, you know, it's a it's a word that it's a word that kind of scares me. You know, it should scare a lot of people. Just that word. So I and it's like it's sad as well to for that to be the first word that comes to your comes to your mind when you talk about mental health. Like to think of the first word is like coming to your mind is suicide. You know, that's 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 kind of that's depressing. It's 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 hard to hear. Like you know, it's because. It is, as I said already, it's a scary word. Just that word, like, and, and even as I said, like, when you hear mental health, like, suicide is coming to my mind, that's, I just think that's scary. Yeah, and how, how would you say, look at, you, you've talked a lot about how it's different, look at, when you lose back home, when you lose here. How do you 
train your brain, look at, I've lost, I've got to move on with it, next next step? How have you maybe looked at it that way? Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's like a, it's a joy kind of thing as well for me to be able to like, just the way football is, where if you, if you go out and lose, then things change so quickly that you have a game in three days. You know what I mean? You have a game in four days where you can kind of mm. go and you can forget about that game and like, it can all change so quickly. It's the same in any walk of life, like how things change in, in life so quickly. Like it can change in a second, splash, split second. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like, just playing like, playing football kind of, just the way that games commonly, commonly, commonly come, mm-hmm. which is, 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 it's great because as I said, when you lose, you don't have a lot of time to reflect on that. You know what I mean? To be kind of down in the dumps. Of course, I feel terrible when I do lose, but, it's just I know, okay, there's a game in three days' time. I can, you know, I can make this, the whole mood change, the, the, the whole mood of, like, the club, you know, just because it comes around so frequently. And mm-hmm. that's the kind of joys of playing football is, like, you don't have that, you don't have that length of time to dwell on the bad. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you, can you share, um, I know you've shared kind of there, the music that you listen to to kind of help less stress because when I think of mental health, I think of um, obviously the suicide part, but I also think about maybe, oh, that person is not in the best place right now. How can we get them out of it? What can we do to kind of help those people? And you've kind of mentioned there, um, obviously music that you listen to. And I I know you've mentioned earlier um, books. What type of books do you read or what other ways do you kind of help yourself outside of the game um, as stress relief? Yeah, uh, like, just the books, like some of the books I read, like it's actually, the, I read a book, you might have heard it, it's called The Chimp, The Chimp Paradox. Okay. Where it's, it talks about uh, like your mind kind of, that there's, there's something, like there's someone in your mind, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's, there's two people like thinking there, whereas then there's one, one good and then there's one bad, giving your first like, your, your initial like thought, you know, if, if, if a car pulls out in front of you, and he, like your first thing is like, oh, you know, you know, you want to just beat the horn. Whereas in like, I've kind of, I kind of got kind of better with like my initial reactions. You know, kind of think before you say, think before you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think that like that's an unbelievable book for anybody that wants to kind of train their mind to be kind of more positive um, and the kind of thinking. Like life ain't that bad. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of it's a moment that's going to pass. Um, and the, like, it's an unbelievable book. And I'd highly recommend, like, if anybody wanted to, like, and it's, it's, a, it's a pretty easy read as well, that it's, it's, a, it's a book I'd highly recommend. Um, but, like, the, just me personally, I, like, I'd kind of just, I think, I think like, if you go back, like, from years ago, if you were struggling, like, if you were having a bad day, you don't really want to tell anybody because they make you look weak. The older we get now and the more mature we get, where you realize like how important it is to speak to people. You know what I mean? Text people, just, you know what I mean? Just like, just talk to people. You know what I mean? Like I prefer to, I prefer, I prefer to listen to all your problems than like going and getting a phone call. You know what I mean? Getting the bad news that, that you've done something, you know? So it's kind of like, People will listen to you, you know what I mean? Whether, whether they take action or not, but it's 
just to get get things off your mind, get things off your chest. Like you know what I mean? And it'll it'll like the more you get out, like it'll free up like free up a lot of like bad bad negative like it'll free up that negative energy, like you know, and mm-hmm. it'll give you so much kind of. Like it's just kind of relaxing. Like if you start screaming, shouting, get it all out, then you'll feel a lot better. And it's just the exact same. You go back and just speak to people. I mean, if, if I need to, if I need to tell you, I'll like, I might mean, need to shout at you. I might mean, scream just to get get it out, and then it, it might feel a lot better. But as I said, it's only a moment that'll pass, and uh, obviously it's, it's it's a tough moment to get over. But there is so many ways to get over that moment, and I think the first one is for me is to speak to somebody you know I mean your love like people 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 like you whether they tell you they love you like the whole time like they, they do you know what I mean so it's just kind of getting over that first initial moment and I think the first way for me anyway to to do it would be speaking to somebody tell somebody you know ask for help don't be afraid like as, as I said it goes back to looking weak you know what I mean like who cares nobody cares that if you look weak or if you have a if you have a, if you're having a bad moment like nobody really like no, no nobody cares if you get it out you won't look weak you know it's that's that's what i felt growing up whereas and you'd be afraid to be, speak to people because people be like ah, they, they laugh at you you know like they are oh, he's weak or whatever but that's simply not the case yeah Paddy, mental health in, in, in football, um, you read stories now, um, you know, it's very common. Even in the, I'm in the university game, I mean, it's very, it's common in the university football uh, level as well. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of highs and lows for, for footballers, whether it be at the professional level, at the university level, there's just a lot. How, how do you deal with, like, obviously the highs are easy to deal with, right? You know, they're, they're, they're fun nights, you know, everyone's happy. But we've all been there, those lows. How do you, how do you deal with the lows at a professional level um, for yourself? It is difficult um, because, like, you know, getting beat, like, it hurts, man. It's, like, you know, uh, even, like, Liverpool get beat. I feel, like, I feel terrible, you know. So, like, it's just kind of being out there and then, like, feeling, like, maybe just not good enough on the night or whatever. Like, it, I'd be, I'd come home, like, and I'm, like, I feel terrible, you know, like, I'd be overplaying things in my mind, you know, like, what I should, I should have done in this situation, or I should have done in that situation, or I should have cleared the ball that way, and not, you know, so it's, it's kind of, it plays over and over in your mind, and it's just like, you just kind of have to realise that it's, it, 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 it's not that bad, you know what I mean, if you like, if you broke it down and like, watch the game back, you know, because I, I, I watch it, all of our games, I watch back. Um, and if we do get beat, we could get beat, beat 2 3 0, and then I go home and I'm like, oh, this was bad, this was bad, this was bad. So I'd actually watch the games back and realize, like, it wasn't actually as bad as I thought. You know, obviously the result is not great, but you know, it makes me a lot more kind of, I wouldn't say happier because I'm, I got beat, but it's in just to relive that, more, like, relive the game kind of, and then know what I was thinking, what I was, over, like, I'm overthinking all this situation in the, in, on the 60th minute, and then I actually watch it back, and it's like, not that bad, you know, it's kind of, maybe you could have done something different, um, but it's just like, that's what I do, kind of, to, to, to cheer up a little bit, is I watch the game back, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be 
as angry as I was before I watched the game. You know, because as I said, like I'm thinking about what happened there and then. Where if I actually watch it back, it's never as bad as it really is. Like so, for me, that's what I do is I watch it back, and then it, may, it kind of cheers me up a little bit. Although I probably look like I'm crying on the TV, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think like you know, it's it's never as bad as you actually think it is, uh, unless you make a big massive a big mistake. When, because that's a problem as well. Like as I said, it's, there's a lot of people. A lot of people's kind of moods I can affect. I make a mistake, uh, I could upset somebody. If Van Dyke makes a mistake, you see Padre crying. <laughs> <laughs> Rarely happens though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, definitely, there is ways of ways around kind of not over, not thinking the, the worst. You know what I mean? You've done some good things. So like, Think about the good things that you've done, all about the bad things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, as myself, I would be very obsessive when if we lose a match, how I can fix it as the coach or the manager. You know, you have to kind of get all the players up. You know, I'd be phoning. Oh, I'd be talking to my wife about it. My wife played uh, at a pretty high level. I'd be bothering her for a week. I'd be phoning my mother. I'd be, my assistant's heads would be, you know, bothered every day. Like, I'd I'd have mates here watch this tape what did we do wrong like I'd be completely obsessive with it after a game would you phone would you phone someone would your dad your mother do you have a good mate that would call you and be honest with you like Jesus you were absolutely you know you weren't that bad like don't eat yourself up over that or like on my side it'd be here listen you were you were you play, the team played well you just were unlucky is there someone you phone after the match is there multiple people is there or, or do you kind of some and I know some players are like you know, lock himself up and they just don't want to talk about it. Uh, would you be different? Would you be phoning home? Would they be watching and would you be would they be giving you honest feedback or Yeah, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't phone anybody. I'm I'm the one where I'd kind of I'd go away and i I wouldn't talk to anybody. I don't want to I don't want to talk to anyone. Uh, yeah. I, I wish I was I don't like care that. I, I don't care about people's opinions like uh, until like, give me give me your opinion in a couple of days like and tell me I was great or whatever but if they're going to be negative to me, then I'm not listening. Like, you know, because I know myself. Like I'm, I'm at an age where I like, I'm not stupid. Like I, I know exactly what's going on, um, and I know, I know the circumstances where I should should have done better or whatever. And it's kind of yeah after the game, if, especially if we get beat, I'll, I'll just go home and kind of, as I said, I should try watch the game back or whatever. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't ring around and ask for people's opinions or whatever. Because as I said, like, I don't want to talk to anybody after the games if we lose. Patter, um, the 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 um, lockdown. It was a very long time. Um, what what did what hobbies did you kind of focus on outside of football? I know it wasn't really much on TV and stuff. What kind of hobbies did you did you see yourself doing or, or getting into that you'd never seen in yourself before? Um, well, we the house we have here. Um, we have a, a back patio area that, that became the project. So, you know, just doing, doing stuff up out the back, laying down plans to put in a, a deck in. So if I did have to be quarantined and locked away, I'd have my own little sanctuary out the back and I wouldn't be going stir crazy in the house. Um, so doing things like that, I think was important. You know, there was a lot of transition though, you know, when, when lockdown happened, um, obviously, uh, you know, we have a house here, but the the business is on the first floor. So me and my, my wife own a, a salon that's on the first floor. And 
that was obviously all salon businesses had to cut cut their business for, uh, for forget how long it was, but there was a level of uncertainty. Also, the job I had at the time um, at the agency, we had to work from home. So just understanding what the day-to-day would look like and figuring that out was, was a priority right away. And then I guess the sanity or the looking for the moments of sanity came once we, f- we had that figured out. So um, plenty of Netflix was watched uh, <laughs> to try get sanity. But at times when you're, when you're just stuck watching TV for a while, it can do more harm than good, you know? And what would you say you kind of learned about yourself? Like, like you're a good, you're a good handyman or was there, was there more to it than that? Or did you learn anything? I actually learned that I liked people more than I thought I did. As funny as that sounds, you know what I mean? I, I'd be like Patty now. I do enjoy my alone time and I don't need to be around people a lot, but with the restrictions and both, you know, seeing people that, you haven't been around or, or even just going to a place and having that freedom to, to chat and bullshit with, with whoever. Um, I miss, I miss that. I miss the, the interaction with people and, you know, getting to know people you might not know. Um, I guess what I learned about myself during this is, you know, you do have to focus every day. I think what quarantine and COVID has, has shown is that it shines a light on things that if you're not addressing, you know, and it also shines a light on the things that are important in your life, which, you know, our, our friends and family and that, and that human interaction. So, um, you know, blessed to have been able to spend as much time as I, I possibly can with, with my daughter and understand, you know, how she's going on and, and try to get her through something like this as well. Because for kids, you know, this, this must be mad, you know what I mean? And now it's a part of their life. Um, so explaining kind of what's going on is a full-time job as well. Paddy, what, what were the ho- hobbies that you kind of uh, got yourself into while in lockdown or, or what did you get up to? From afar away, it looked like, um, being honest, you, you try to keep a routine? Yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's, I think that was the biggest, the most important thing for me, you know, because it's easily, you can easily get trapped, like where, you know, you'd sit down and you'd be like, oh, I'm not getting up today. Or, or, you know, very easily because there's nothing to get up for. You know, so for me, it was you keep it, keep a routine Monday to Friday, and then obviously on the weekend and relax kind of more. But I was like, I was still up every day. You know, I was going to try, try find like random packs that had let me in. Like I'd had have a bag of balls and cones or whatever. And you know, especially at the when I was when I was at probably the highest where it was like packs were locked. Like I was getting like, and police were throwing me off some packs. Like, you know, like, I'll just drive down the street and find somewhere else. Uh, so kind of, as you said, like a routine was very important for me because I'd go start crazy if I didn't do anything. And I feel terrible if like, if I, if I didn't work out, like I didn't work out today. And you know, I'm kind of thinking already, I was like, I can't wait, wait, wait to work out tomorrow just because it makes me feel good. Like, yeah. And um, so it's, it's just important for me to just keep that routine as in get up every morning, you know, have your breakfast. Because as I said, it's very easy lying on the couch and watch Netflix. That's that's when we're all like, we're delighted doing that, you know, but there's only so much as well you can do that, you know what I mean? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, and I, I was the same actually as Patter there. I, I realized I liked a lot more people, which was strange, you know, you kind of, because as well, like to be fair, it was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was a nice time to kind of like, 
catch up with people, you know, catch up with people that you usually wouldn't speak to, you know, that often where, you know, they have to have time. They're, they're, every, the, whole, the whole world is on lockdown. Like, so if you, if you try to call or text somebody and they ignore you, then you're definitely, they definitely don't like you. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, yeah, I definitely, because I kind of reached out to like, because I know it's a difficult time for everybody. Um, but I did reach out to like a lot of friends that kind of, I usually wouldn't kind of, I could go the whole year without speaking to them. You know, I might see him at a bar when I went home, but um, just to kind of drop people a message, like, hey, I hope you're keeping well. Like, and as I said, like, for me, I think it, it just because of, I, feel like, I feel like a lot of people, like, look up to me. And so, like, you know, a little, hey, hey, I hope you're keeping well can go a long way for some people and you wouldn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how, like when you watch uh, Amazon Prime and you look at uh, the Spurs one um, with Jose, you kind of have a good background of maybe what they did during that time. Are you able to share anything about kind of what Indy 11 did during that time for you or, or how that kind of did it? Would, would you have liked a little bit more or a little bit less or how, how did that go for you? Um, I, think, like, I think to be honest, I kind of, we, we did a, probably a lot more than we probably should have done because we didn't know when the season was going to start again, if there was going to be a season, you know? So we were kind of like staying at peak fitness when we didn't have a game for three months, you know? So it's kind of like, we probably should have relaxed a little bit more than going like straight, like continuing trying to stay at peak fitness for four months when it's point, you know, you've no reason to stay, stay um, as fit as you possibly can. So like, we were kind of probably tired out our bodies kind of pointless. For, for no reason, you know. Uh, but we did do kind of a lot of Zoom calls. Like, uh, we did workouts over Zoom, yoga sessions over Zoom. The yoga, the yoga teacher, actually, she, she needs to get new Wi-Fi. But, uh, <laughs> uh, she's, she's like, she's doing a handstand, and I'm, I'm there. She's after buffering. She's frozen. Like, she's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, but, like, we, did, we kind of did stuff like that. And then when we started going back into training, we were we 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 first started off in groups of four, and then we went to groups of ten, and then it was full training. And I kind of, as I said, I think we did probably a bit too much too soon, when it, nobody had a time. Like, it's better if you have a timeline. So you say, look, season's going to start in six weeks. Then fair enough, I'll I'll be I'll be as fit as I can by then, by six weeks. But when there's no timeline, it's hard to kind of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, do as much as you need and so that was kind of probably the most difficult thing for me where we kind of overdid it in early stages of COVID when there was no timeline when the season started. And then what would you say you kind of kind of learned about yourself like like something you, you didn't know about yourself or look at you might have found a, a better routine for yourself or, or or what did you kind of figure out for yourself? As I said already I actually found out that I like people yeah, I like a lot more people. Like, and as I said, like a, a little hello, how are you to random people that like they're probably afraid to text you, you know. Whereas in like a, a message, random people are probably like, wow, like what this is the most random thing ever, Paddy Barrett text, you know. But as in like, as I said, that could go a long way. But yeah, it's just like, and I learned as well, like also that I, I miss home a lot more than I usually do like I don't miss home like at all like you know obviously I miss my family and that my family and my mates but 
I don't think about it. You know, probably cut, like they probably one or two moments throughout the year where I'd be like, oh, I'd love to be at home, like I miss home, you know, kind of I'd go through like probably two days, I'd say, out of the whole year where I want to be at home and I miss home and I miss my man and I just want like somebody to talk to or whatever. But during lockdown, like I just thought like, I realised like how actually much maybe I do miss home. I miss home that, I miss home probably a lot more than I actually thought about, you know, because you have so much time to think about it then you're mm-hmm. thinking about your mates and all of them doing this, like, oh, yeah, you know, so, um, so yeah, so, yeah, I love my mates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Pather, as, you know, as, as Irish people, you know, we've travelled all over the world, we're, we're, we've, immigration has always been part of, of the Irish culture and, and, uh, as Irish people, we're drawn to we're drawn to family and we're we're drawn to home as well. Eventually, you know, they say, what um, what do you miss most about home? You know, during the the lockdown, was it was it was it for me? Anyways, like Paddy said, there it was kind of you know I I was I've been here seventeen and eighteen years and you know I think the lockdown brought out more of the of the the missing home and maybe because we couldn't go home. But how how was it for yourself? Um, yeah, it, it's. It definitely brought it out more during lockdown. I mean, I've I've been missing home uh, consistently, and it's funny. It, it, I've been, started missing more, more home more since I stopped playing soccer regularly. Like when you're in that community, and you're playing with you know Irish people and people who are also immigrants a lot of the time. You know, when you're playing over here, you're kind of all in it together type thing. You're 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 discovering America together, so to speak, and you know, you're part of this adventure. Um, I think when that stopped and I wasn't around the Irish community, I wasn't around the immigrant community, I missed that. I missed that piece, sense of wonder. Um, and then obviously with lockdown, it's just Irish people's attitudes and, and sense of humor and even how they handle things is what I missed as well. You know, I'm on a, a fam bam uh, group chat with all my family and I'm a big family as well, one of six and you know, the amount of banter that flies back and forth in there about you know what's going on you know you'd have one take over here and everybody's really worried rightfully so but you'd have the irish take on on being really worried is completely different and it's based around humor and jokes so just that i do miss that i miss that a lot and and the banter and just the crack and and being able to to chat you know and have a point and discuss discuss the day is is something I miss greatly not just in COVID times but obviously as I said it's it's heightened at a time when you have a lot of time to think and you know as my mother says the devil makes uh you know hands for our devil makes work for idle hands when you're doing nothing you can kind of go mad a bit yeah uh Paddy but what about yourself obviously you come from a big family you said there what did you miss most about home during during this time? And, and obviously, I agree with you. It's probably missing home was heightened even more. Um, and if you read stories of immigrants around the world, uh, on you know the Irish Independent online, and that people are people that never missed home from, they might have been away thirty years or three years. It was like, geez, I miss I miss Galway, I miss Waterford, I miss Donegal, I miss Dublin. Was mm-hmm. that the same for you? Yes, definitely. Um, as I said, they're just missing the crack, like you know, like. I, I think it's the, the, like my mates to be the funniest people ever. Like, you know, you just see the crack on Twitter and just like tweets, the people replying on Instagram and all this social media stuff. Like, where 
I'm like, man, I missed that. Like, you know what I mean? It's him. I know, I know exactly what they're talking about, but yeah, I wasn't there, but I wish I was there, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I missed like, I mean, I, just in general, I miss like my niece and nephews, you know, because I see the pictures and videos of them, like, uh, they're all growing up, you know, but obviously, with, with, like my sisters and that, with like their parents, so they probably wouldn't see it to change in, in their own kids because they see them every day as much as I would because I see them like probably on FaceTime or whatever once every couple of months where I'm like, wow, like, mm-hmm. I can't believe they're, she's growing up so much. And they're like, really? You know what I mean? Obviously, so it's kind of like the kids I miss because I, as I said, it's probably different for you with the, with kids, but it's just like I can go and then I can leave them. You know, I go and say hello for five minutes and then I can run. Um, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I miss the I miss the crack of the boys. Um, miss my, miss my parents as well. Miss my family, but you know, as I said, I brought out a lot of it over over um, over the quarantine and that. I didn't like living away alone as much as I do. Patter, um, what advice would you give to people that are now gone back into kind of uh, somewhat of a lockdown back home? What what kind of um, advice would you give them? Well, I would say it's it's definitely a chance for self improvement. Um, one thing I think we realise is that knowing too much about this lockdown or, or any news cycle that's been pushed out there is that if you're consumed in it too much, it's ultimately not going to help you. Um, I mean, it's definitely good to be informed, but in, t- in terms of keeping yourself right, um, figure ways, to honestly sit down and have a self-evaluation on things you want to improve yourself on. Um, and, you know, make you, whether it be a short list or, you know, short goals, long-term goals and, you know, eke out some time each day or, or with this new time to, to focus on that. And, you know, best case scenario, you come out with, you know, some self-realization, some new skills and, and you're raring to go with this extra freedom when the lockdown is gone. Um, so yeah, we definitely look to, to get out of your own head a bit and, and look to where you can get some self-improvement in. And Paddy, what, what, I know you're going home in a few days, um, but I know you're going to be telling everybody to go listen to the podcast. So I don't have to tell you it again. But what, what, what um, what um, what what advice would would you say to the to all the people kind of back home, or what would be your tips? Like, although you do, t- like, although you're on, you're in lockdown or whatever, that doesn't mean kind of you have to lock down your mind. You know what I mean? You don't have to. You can still have a routine and still have long days. You know what I mean? Although you're not actually going out to work from nine from nine to five. You know, there is so much there you can do, as in go out, get a routine, like have a routine, I'd give, like, I, that's my biggest advice is have a routine because as it says, easily came to bad habits, lying on the couch eating Doritos or whatever, you know, uh, watching Netflix, but like if you get up every morning, you know what I mean, go out for a walk, you know what I mean, go out for a walk, and that'll start off your day, great, trust me, like it's out for a bit of fresh air, just because you're on lockdown doesn't mean you can't go out and get a bit of fresh air, you can go for a walk, you can, you can do your home workouts, you know, uh, just especially where we're from, like in Waterford, like the Tramore, like walk and walk on the beach, like it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't like there's yeah. there's many places in the world that like wouldn't have places like we have back home, like you know, like mm-hmm. the Dunmore East area and all these places. They're unbelievable to go and walk, put the headphones in, 
But um, yeah, I'd advise people to just make it, get a routine. Like it, just because you're not locked down, you don't need to lock down yourself really. Mm-hmm. There is still so much you can do um, in that spare time. And as I said as well, like I, I, I like a bit of yoga, you know, like a bit of meditation, where it's just and you start up and you uh, turn off the lights in your room and put on your yoga on YouTube, you know, and lie down and do the stuff and make you feel a lot better and. As you said, then you can just think about think about whatever is going forward as well. You have plenty of time, but um, as I said, you don't need to lock yourself down in your room watching Netflix and burritos or whatever. There's a lot more you can do. Absolutely. Um, so you know that's obviously obviously there's there's immigrants around the world and and there's a lot of Irish in North America that listen to this podcast. Um, you know, and even over here, people feeling isolated or whatever. I mean, I, I know, uh, I know uh, I'm a big advocate of it and I love, I love a chat. Um, I think it's important for everyone to realise, maybe phone another, you know, we talk about being around the Irish. It's, maybe this is a good time to reconnect with people that you haven't in, in, in the last couple of years or, um, you know, pick up the phone to, you know, again, I, I'm big on this and I, and I told Pat that this was, you know, just having the Irish community, whether it's, it's in your area or it's not, seek it out maybe mm-hmm. and maybe that'll help. Uh, you never know who's going through stuff. So, Hopefully, you know, there's other, and, and we're very, the Irish, right, we work, we love to work and work and work. And that's kind of the, the, the dream when you go away as an immigrant, you want to work and make a life for yourself. But I think super important at the moment to, to reach out to other immigrants, don't have to be Irish, and just kind of see how everyone's doing. And hopefully, hopefully that'll help people along. Um, Pader, um, you recently spoke about your own mental health um, issues and, and you, you you know fair play to you it was a big step to, to and, and you know obviously me and you have known each other a long time and you know uh, goes back many years with post university and, and and things like that um you know and we see lots of people struggling more and more how relieving was it for, for you to actually say something about it and what would you say to people that are struggling you know out there yeah, I mean, the reasons that I had, I had actually spoken about it publicly was the hopes was it would, even when I made the video, I wasn't necessarily in an ideal place. But my hopes was by talking about it, it would, you know, at least strike a chord with other people that they would, you know, want to reach out and, and talk to somebody about it, not necessarily me. And just the reaction that I got from it, number one, told me that, you know, quite a few people are having these internal dialogues with themselves and, you know, realize that it's something they need to work on. You know, personally for me, I never saw that for myself. You know, I never saw that I'd be the person who'd be dealing with anxiety or or dealing with, with mental health as much as I am. So we're not infallible. Like, you know, no matter who you are, no matter what level you are, you know, as I said, when I spoke about it, you know, I have so much going for me, but that didn't matter because I wasn't checking in with myself as much as I should. And, you know, thoughts can manifest. One bad thought can really, you know, manifest throughout the day and get bigger and bigger and bigger. So, you know, I think it's really important to talk to somebody about it and don't leave them inside in your head, uh, you know, these thoughts, uh, whether it's, you know, Patty, you're, you're speaking about, you know, when you have something after a game and you think if you might have made a mistake or, or something like that, I think breaking it down into the reality of what it was is something that is done by just sitting down and taking stock and not leaving it up in there to, to think about it because your mind lies to you constantly. Um, so being able to have that dialogue and chat 
um, is is super important. And I think, and I hope more so is it'll become normal for people to, to do that more and more because it's, Absolutely. we all go through something and, you know, everybody's struggles are their own worst nightmare in that moment, no matter who you are. Um, so we should all want to, to give people that space and give people that opportunity to, to work through that. Because I think it's, it's going to be important for people to be in, in, especially coming off the back of something like this. Obviously, so much is heightened. We've talked about it, obviously, here. But, you know, obviously, people are looking at, at their jobs under, under stress and unrest. People are getting furloughed left and right. So people that have never really had to deal with that are now been brought into the world of uncertainty and, and anxiety. And um, we just need to be kinder to each other and give each other an opportunity to speak on it. And, and I think my wife really helped me deal with it a little bit because, you know, Patty had mentioned there about the old stigma. When you do talk about it, it's seen as a weakness or that look, you know, what, the, what are you talking about that for? Um, but my wife said it to me when I, when I was bringing up about it, I was like, I feel, I feel weak for talking about it. And she's like, no, you should feel strong for having the strength to talk about it. That makes you, first of all, that you've realized it and there's strength in actually standing up to it and, and wanting to confront it. So that's what I would say is that, you know, just know that you are strong if, you're, if you can recognize it and want to talk about it because that's step one is wanting to stand up to it and there's strength in that for sure. Paddy, why why do you think um, we're seeing more and more footballers like 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 Padder coming out and talking about it, and, and you know having having the, the I guess the guts to to, to talk about uh, their struggles, and obviously in the football world you you talk you, you know the in Ireland especially the the, the contracts are thirty two weeks or whatever they are, and um, why why do you think we're seeing more and more footballers um, break down? and have the guts to come out on both sides of it. What's your thoughts on that? I just think, like, you see, when you see, when you see people like, like Pader, you see, you see somebody talking about it, and you're like, and then you see people giving them, them support. They can realize, oh, wait, he's not actually weak. Like, that, that's not a weak move, you know. It's, so I actually won't feel weak if I do it, you know. And um, I just feel like... Just the footballers in general, like it's, it, as I said, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of highs and lows in it, uh, and it's just kind of how you deal with it. And I, I like, I like seeing, not, not that I like, uh, I just like seeing people come out with it. So then I see, I see like Padder, I see people, people talking about it, people making videos about it, and then it's just like, oh, maybe I want to do that, you know? I, or maybe I, I, I feel like just getting it all off, all off my chest, whereas in, you won't feel weak. Um, but footballers, there's a lot of stress. Like, it's a stress, it's a stressful, like, job. You know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot on your shoulders here, with, especially with the travelling as well. Like, we kind of, because we, we stopped, we stopped flying uh, because of all the COVID stuff. And it's just, like, long bus journeys. You know, and just sitting on that bus, like, and, there's so many emotions going through your head, like of thoughts, crazy things, and it's just like you're, you're your own worst enemy, like you know. And you just kind of, you're just sitting down, and you, one minute you're watching something on Netflix, you turn it off, and then you have ten minutes on the bus, and you're like, you're thinking all these crazy stuff, where it's like, it's not that bad, like you know. Uh, 
So I think like with just footballers, there's a lot of stress there. There's a lot of, they get a lot of time to themselves also. You know, it's not like a nine to five job where you're, you're off and your mind is occupied the whole time, though, all the day. You know, it's um, footballers like our day is kind of done at one and two o'clock in the day, you know, and there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of hours in the day where you can be doing nothing. And it's how you kind of, how, how, is what you do in that time, you know, like, yeah. I know it's obviously when you're tired, you know, the body, the, like the body will be tired in the summer where you're out training or whatever. And you, you could be, you could go home at one o'clock in the day and you could, you, you might not leave for training the next day, you know, and as I said, like, that's a lot of time to be sitting down and things going through your head, like, and, you know, I mean, so many emotions, like, I, me, me personally, I always, always think about, like, what next? When I, when I stop playing football, like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to be struggling for money. Like, oh, I'm going to need money. I'm gonna, I can't get a job because I didn't go and do college. Like, and, you know, all these, constantly, and it's the worst thing ever. And I, like, I always try, like, just flip it. It's in the positive side. Okay, I have I'll still play for another few years. You know what I mean? I have, I have plenty of more talents to give. Like I have, there's so many things like that I can do, you know? So it's just like, I, I do, I beat myself up a lot of times. It's just overthinking about what next. You know what I mean? As I said, it, I wish I could play it forever, but is in, and then I feel like, I feel useless. You know what I mean? Because, some people like do, do people look at football as like it's not even a job, you know, it's it's not a real job, it's not gonna last long, I'm not making millions of money. Um so like there is there is time like I understand why people kind of why footballers especially because I feel like they have a lot of time in their hands with because it's not a nine to five job and you go home then and like a lot of the a lot of the families kind of stay away from each other. Then after like like I think I could train there today, and then I won't see one of the lads until training again. You know, they all kind of go to their own apartments, their own their own lives. You know, so um, that's why I feel, I feel like a lot of footballers can't get it. It's just that time in the day. There's a lot of time in the day that they get to themselves. Um, but. I just I, I highly recommend like you see people coming out and doing videos and just realize the support that they get and it's not a weakness about talking about it. Absolutely. Paddy, what um what advice would you give at home now to to a young lad or a, or an experienced fella that's playing in the League of Ireland and, and wants to go abroad and play? What what would be what would be your advice? So when, when I first when I first mentioned about coming to America I actually, I thought about it. I was like, I always said I want to go to America. I want to go to America because I've never been until I moved here. Um, and when, when it actually was becoming real, then I was like, holy, oh my, is this, I'm actually doing it. Like, I was, I was scared. Like, you know, because I, I always talked about it. And I feel like a lot of people back home, like, because a lot of people reach out to me trying to see, like, what's the best way? How could I do this for them? Could I do anything for them? And I know a lot of people back home want to come out here and want to travel, but it's actually just go and do it. You know what I mean? Do it. And if you don't like it, you can always go home. That's what I said to myself. Like, if, I, if I didn't like moving into Cincinnati, which I, when I first moved to Cincinnati, I moved in January. 
three years ago. And it was like it was like minus thirty degrees Celsius. And I, I hated it. I, I hated it. I was like, this is the, I'm 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 moving home, but I'm not dealing this. But like, yeah, you know, the weather stacking a little bit nicer, and uh, then I, I love it. Like I love it out here now. Um, you can wear shorts. Like, yeah, that's I wear shorts. But yeah, it's just kind of doing it. Because I talked about it for a few years, and I, I, I hear people like constantly, oh, I'd love to go to do it. If you don't like it, go home. You know, it's it, take that risk. It might, it might be the best, it might be the best choice that you'll ever make. And so, yeah, it's just like, look, you know what I mean? Go do it. I mean, if 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 you did, if you did the, the talent, back yourself, and it could be the best move you'll ever make. Sure. Pather, obviously, um, you know, you came to the high school and, and did the, the college route. What advice, anything to add on what Paddy said there to any, you know, young boys and girls that are coming over? Like, uh, obviously, we're talking about missing home and, you know, yeah. the COVID lockdowns. Maybe people aren't thinking of coming. It might put people off. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, your, what's your advice to them? Yeah, I mean, just to echo what Paddy said there, it's just nothing ventured, nothing gained. Like, you, you know, if you put yourself in a position to, to travel and, and, you know, go for whatever you, you're talking about, then, you know, you'll see for yourself. I mean, there's, I came out here when I was very young. Like I said, I was 16 and went straight to high school. And the excitement of living in America and being in America was, was the awe factor right away. You know what I mean? I was seeing places that I used to only see on television and, you know, that didn't go away. That didn't go away for years and years and years. It's like I was still in awe of everything. Just even the malls, even the way people used to talk to you in the malls. Like, hey, how are you doing today? I'm like, what's he, why is he so friendly? <laughs> it was just everything about it was like something out of a film. So the experience of that is, is phenomenal. But also, if you're good and you have, and you, like Patty said, you back yourself, you know, you have the opportunity to, to play at a high level over here. You know, in college, you know, we, we played against some great, great teams. Um, you have the opportunity to get scholarships and get treated really, really well as a student athlete. Um, you know, you get to travel. You get a good education, paid for, for the most part, depending on how good you are. Um, and it's just a great experience. Um, one thing I'll caution is that... You know, you can get wrapped up in it a little bit. You know, you can obviously party. Everyone loves an Irishman over here. Um, there's that balance to it too. Is that like, you know, if you have something you're focusing on, if, if it's to get an education, it's to play at a high level, keep that focus in the back of your mind um, as, as the, the end goal or at least the next goal. Um, you know, obviously there's, there's, you know, been times throughout my life I've been here in America, about 17 years. There's been times when I, when I am homesick and, Abdi's has gotten stronger now as I'm kind of pushing on. I, I see my brothers and sisters. I missed two or three weddings, three weddings of my siblings from being over here during the season when I couldn't go home because we had, you know, we're pushing for the playoffs or whatever it was. So there is a level of sacrifice that can be tough to take. And it's more so tough to take in, in hindsight that you miss these things, like your nieces and nephews growing up. But you know, if, if your desire to go and, and adventure and, and get an education and play at a high level is there, then, you know, your family and friends will always be there. Ireland will always be there as an option, place to go. 
but and and as Paddy said, if if it doesn't work out, you always have that as a as a place to go back to. So, like I said, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Back yourself. Absolutely. Paddy, let's talk uh, Irish football here as we come to a close. Obviously, you've, um, you've played at Dundalk, you've played it around the Irish, uh, Irish system in Galway um, and now in the States. But do you follow football back home? I mean, it's changed, it's changed a lot since Paddy and I were, were, were uh, younger. The National League systems now with under-13s and 15s and, and 17s, 19s, the women's National Leagues. and I mean, football is, is, is going, going well. Where... You know, where do you see it going? Um, are you excited about Stephen Kenny with Ireland? Uh, are you excited about what's going on in, in youth development in Ireland? Talk, talk to us about um, what you think going forward for Irish football. Yeah, I think there's, there's so much potential there to make something great out of it. You see Dundalk, like when I was there, what was it, 2016-17, where we were in the Europa League. You know what I mean? Like You're talking about us, like, such a small country where you see now Shamrock Rovers, you know what I mean? Unbelievable side. Top, some top players, you know, like a lot of the play, like Jack Burke, Irish international, you know, they, they have your man Graham Burke, all these players coming back from England. Like for, 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 a, young, for a young lad playing in, in Ireland, like there is a lot of potential there to go and make good money, you know, and it's, it's, it can be an unbelievable stepping stone. It's in like, you know, if you're, because you see a lot of the lad, like a lot of lads, like 16 years of age, flying off now to England, signing with Man City or something. Well, I, 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 tell them, stay in Ireland. You know what I mean? Play, play. It's a, it's a very good level. It's an unbelievable level, the League of Ireland, and you, I, like, that'd be the best thing for your career to, you're better off playing every week, week in and week out for Galway rather than sit on the bench for Man City under-16s, you know, because you're playing in front of fans, you're actually doing the real thing. Whereas when you play for under-16s against Man City, there's, you know, it's a lot of kids where no fans, where if you play with the likes of Galway or someone uh, in the first division, you're playing every week in, week out at a good level in front of fans, you're actually doing the real thing at an early age where it'll, it'll build, it'll build your, your confidence. You know, you're like, oh, I'm actually not bad. And then just kind of build your way up. Um, but yeah, and the likes of Stephen Kenny, I, I obviously played for Stephen Kenny for four, three, three, four years. And I loved it with him. So I'm actually really excited uh, about that Irish team. I know they, have, they haven't really got off to, off to a great start. But, uh, you know what I mean? Rome wasn't built in a day. Like, he's, he needs time there. Um, we know that. We, we all know that out the Irish... The Irish team in general has never been an unbelievable Brazilian team, you know. So we kind of need to realise where we're at as well, you know. And obviously, we, we want to qualify for the biggest for for the likes of Euros and that. It didn't obviously happen this year, but which was disappointing. But you know, there, there's potential there for Stephen Kenny to do something great with the Irish team, and it's good to see that he's taking the likes of Jack Barman. You know, Darrell Horgan, Sean McGuire, like you, all, like you look at the Irish national team, and 95% of them, if not all of them, have played in the League of Ireland at some stage in their careers. Seamus Coleman, he's one of the best right backs in the world, played for Stiger Rovers a few years ago. You know, so like Robbie Brady, Wes Hoolan, all these, like Shane Duffy, like 
all these players played in the League of Ireland. So it's, it's just kind of like, I'm excited about Stephen Kenny and why, because why, obviously, as I said, I played under him, you know, and he, he's very good to play under. He's a very good man manager. He's, you know, he's got, he's got some top, top coaches around him as well. So it's, it's kind of, it's an exciting time to be an Irish fan. Um, and like going forward, obviously, I think they play Wales now next weekend. You know, so it's just like, I look forward to Irish games. I'm a big fan of the international duty, or sorry, international um, breaks, because there'd be some bad games there. I'm like, <laughs> I, prefer to, I prefer to watch an American football game. But, you know, just with the, because I know a lot of the Irish players, I've played with some of them, played against a lot of them, where it's kind of exciting to, you know, go out and support them and hopefully, like, hope that they do the, do great, you know, and I love people that do well. Like I, I wish people could do well the whole time, and it's it's just good to see that, that a lot of playing in the League of Ireland as well. For sure. Okay, lads. Um, final thoughts, uh, Pader. Final thoughts on everything we've discussed tonight. Um, for you, like uh, we've talked football, we've talked immigrating, we've talked mental health, we've talked professional football. Um, if I was to ask you what's your final thoughts or advice for all the listeners, what, what, would, you, uh, what, would, you, what would you give us? Well, I mean, every, every topic that we've kind of discussed today is, is intertwined in, in kind of my journey here in America. And one of the things I'll say, and, and, and it, I've, I'm kind of sorry it, it went this way, is that I have been kind of removed from the football scene, which in turn has kind of removed me from that, you know, level of, of banter with other Irish lads or, or, you know, just been around that football culture and, and you know, been over here playing culture. Um, so I, that's something that I want to get back to, whether it be on the coaching front or, you know, back playing again and enjoying, enjoying that part of, of life. Um, you know, I think it's, it's important, you know, as someone who's playing over here or as an immigrant over here, um, the Irish community is a strong one and, and we're one that, you know, back each other and, and stick together. So I think having that and, and been able to, to communicate with the, the Irish people over here is a big thing. So, you know, keep the community strong and, and uh, you know, use it as a, a, a tool in, your, in your, your everything that you do, essentially. Paddy, do you have any final thoughts of kind of what we've covered out then today or what we spoke about? Do you have any? Yeah, it's just the same as Patter said there was the, just about the Irish community, you know, like, man, we're like, it's great, like, you know what I mean? I think it's unbelievable that there's, there is people out there, you know, when I first moved here, um, I think it was like my second day here, and, and Irish lad from Galway comes over, pats me in the back, he's like, you're that Irish boy, are you? Just, and it's just like straight away and like since then he's like we, we, I always play golf he's from he's from Connemara his wife is like from Antrim and then he introduces me to like a boy from Kilkenny a boy from Dublin his two sons uh, a boy from Kilkenny um, his fellow sister lives in Tramore like you know mm -hmm. like, it's a small small world out there like you know and just it's just things like that where Man, like reach out to you know what I mean any immigrants any people that are living away like reach out there's there's a lot of Irish close to you that you wouldn't even realise mm -hmm. uh, and 
as I said, like the the the, 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 the boy that from Connemara, like he brings me over like a lot of Sundays for a Sunday Sunday dinner, you know. And that's it's just like things like that where it's just like the small things can go a long way. Um, and then the mental health side of it, I just feel like I I I, I highly just please just talk. That's just you know what I mean. You're not weak, you know. It's Trust me, man. I, I, even growing up, I you, you, we we were probably all in the scenario where you like you, you'd see people kind of in school and you see them kind of doing like little petty things or whatever. Like, and you know, you probably like a little geek or something, and you, you kind of make fun of them, you know, kind of growing up and like that. It's kind of, the world is changing. Like, you know, what I mean, that shouldn't be happening this day and age. Where like speak to that person that you think is a geek, you know. Ask him, is he okay? Ask him, does he want to speak? Like, you know, he's, you don't know what he's going through. You know, he's, he, he probably has like, you know what I mean? He's probably had family issues. Nobody knows what's happening in people's lives unless you ask him. And like, tell people, speak to people. And yeah, that's about it really. And as I said, people out are looking to come out to America or leave Ireland, you know, as I said, go do it. And if you don't like it, wherever you go, you can always go home. Like home is like, because I think we we all end up going home at some stage. Because we all we're all homewards. If our if, if we do speak, if we're if we're honest, we're all homewards. We love home. Um, so just go, go do it. Like and if, if you like, I'm I'm I'd, I'd go anywhere. I'd move anywhere. And if I didn't like it, I'd just leave. You know, simple thing, simple simple as that. And um, yeah, that'd be about it, really. Um, and like what I'd say as well, like it's just about the football side of it. Football is like, as I said as well, like when you go back to the mental health in football, like where I was trying to think like the reasons why maybe footballers kind of get depressed or, you know, why why is kind of kind of more of a common thing. Whereas I I played for for dog for like four years, man. You, I'm playing and training every single day with players and they don't they're not just your teammates anymore like you know they're your you, you need best friends you know what I mean they're friends for life now but it's just like going from that then you leave club you know what I mean you're not just leaving a club like you're leaving your best friends you know and it, it, it's very difficult because like that that Dundalk team I keep on reiterating to the Dundalk team where it's like there's still some of the lads that I speak to where it's like I miss them. Like they're not, as I said, they're not my, they're not my teammates. They're my best friends. You know what I mean? Because I played together for four years, and it's like it's difficult when you do leave clubs, um, because as I said, it's not just the club you're leaving, man. You're leaving your family. That you're like you're you're leaving your friends that you've you've built up very good relationships with, and then you might never ever speak to again. Just going from that quick, quick change around where it's. It's like, you know, it's like kind of breaking up like girlfriend or something where, you know, it's not just the club you're leaving. So that's probably a, a, a thing as well about the mental health as well within footballers where it's, you know, people probably don't read it but that much, like that side of it where, you know, because you, you wouldn't really like, that's not the thing where you think about footballers, like you think, oh, it's just, it's when out there playing soccer, like it's, it's pretty easy, but there's, there's a lot more to it, stressful, like on the mind and that. And that's probably one of the biggest issues probably in soccer is chopping a change of teams where you kind of start falling in love with like people meet friends for life and then out of nowhere then 
you might never see him again, you know. So that's a, that's another difficult one in soccer. But um, no, I enjoyed the chat, lads, and I appreciate you, t- you taking me on. And you know, it was good. To, it was good to it was good to chat to you, listening to the batter there, listening to a few Irish boys. It's it's great. There. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, some great final thoughts, lads, and and uh, I think one of the goals of this North American Irish coaches. Um, you know, North American Irish coaches, we have the podcast, we have webinars, northamericanirishcoaches.com. You know, we're a, we're a link for Irish people over here in North America. And, and uh, you know, there's some great people behind it all. Um, you, know, uh, you know, Dave Clark, John O'Rourke, there's guys that have been here for a long, long time. And I think our goal is to connect, educate and have an Irish community. I mean, um, my, my number must be on it. On a, on a toilet somewhere in New York or, or in Boston because my number gets passed around. And I, I don't mind, to be honest. Like, um, girls, boys, anyone, if, if you're over here from Ireland or anywhere, um, I think it's important to, that the Irish community stick together. And that's kind of the goal of this. And these podcasts are great. They, they educate people. They, they get people listening to success stories like, like you know, all of us are here in, in America and, and doing stuff and went to college or, or played professionally. And, um, so it's great for people to look up to people and, and to show that it's possible no matter where you're from um, in Ireland as well so um, but yeah no thanks very much for taking the time lads um, a lot covered a lot discussed a great conversation and we wish you the best of luck Paddy in, uh, in Waterford and uh, hopefully we'll see you back in the States maybe down here in Memphis and you'll be coming to my house on Sunday, but it won't be free uh, like that kind of man. <laughs> 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 and and, and uh, Pather, best of luck with everything as well. And um, good luck, lads. And, and I know the holidays are coming up, so stay safe. All right, Paddy. Have a, it, have Thank a, you. Have, have a, a good an Istanbul one. for me, Paddy. I will indeed. I'll have a good, crusty blast. <laughs> Cheers, lads. <laughs> right. good luck. See you, lads. See you, lads. Thanks. <laughs>